Hi there, today on Typical Books, I'll be talking about the books that I got recently. And there was quite a lot because if you recall, I had a road trip to Apport Books. And most recently, yesterday in fact, I took a little road trip to a local bookstore. There was a very large chapters bookstore downtown Ottawa that I used to frequent a lot. And they've closed and moved across the road into a smaller location in the Rideau Centre Mall. If you visited Ottawa, you'll know exactly where I'm talking about, but I haven't checked it out yet, so I went on a little odyssey to check it out and see what they had to offer. Entering the store, of course, it's gorgeous as ever. Like most Indigo Chapters bookstores, it has a very wide, open, airy look, and it's even more so because there's a lot of windows where there are a lot of natural light. It's just a gorgeous place. I did locate the very small horror section. If you ever did frequent the very large Chapters bookstore downtown Ottawa, you may recall they had a quite large horror section that had sort of a reading nook. It was quite quiet and dark. I really enjoyed and missed that terribly. They have one shelf. They do have a really good selection, of course. Lots of Stephen King as usual, a lot of Grady Hendrix, but I did locate Little E by Katrina Ward or Katrina Ward. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name properly. Someone help me out in the comments below. And The Spite House by Johnny Compton. Stick around and then you will find out which of these two books I chose because we're going to get to what I'm going to be reading and what I have been reading very, very soon. As any Chapters Indigo bookstore, a lot like Barnes & Noble if you're from the US or I suppose Waterstones if they have Barnes & Noble in the UK, they have a lot of like tchotchkes, knickknacks. I really enjoy the black and white look. So if you want mugs with a little heart on them or a little bit of this like filigree look, then there is something kind of cool right now at Chapters. There usually isn't though, in my opinion. I just really like the look of the back of the cash out area. I'd ask the attendant so nicely if I could take a photo of this sort of beadboard look. I really enjoyed it, but hey, no horror there. Go figure. But to tie into what I've been reading recently, the Paul Bearers Club features Polaroid cameras really a lot. So when I noticed these Instax cameras, I really thought, wow, that's really on the nose as far as hipstagram, right? In the store, there's a huge reading area. There's a lot of reading nooks everywhere, and I really like that. And again, it is really bright and airy, so it's good to read in. But they have this like weird humongous tree with felt leaves. And then around the corner, a huge Hogwarts. So for those that are huge fans of that universe, there's a Hogwarts here, complete with a dragon. And thinking of fellow horror thriller crime booktuber getting Hygge with it, there's a little Hygge corner with Hygge home and some cozy reading nooks that are even cozier than most. And that ended my journey to the Chapters Indigo downtown Ottawa. Speaking of little journeys, a massive amount of books that I got when I visited Apport Books and Second and Charles, because this is the more detailed explanation of the things that I picked up instead of just flashing them on the screen in my road trip video. First off, Bellman and Black by Diane Sutterfield. This was a recommendation from Merce and I'm really excited to get to this. I think I will put it at the bottom of the next few books that I've been waiting to get to on my list. One of them is also from Merce, so I'm going to definitely be getting to this after the current books on my list and I'm making a little bit more time to read, so I think I'll get through this ambitious pile. So I'll just set it down here. 
Ash by James Herbert to go along with Haunted. So very interested to get to this. I love this look. It's not signed like my other James Herbert. I really lucked into that, but it is in pretty good condition. I think that if I iron the uh, dust cover, the dust jacket, I would it would be in even nicer condition because it's got a little wrinklage here and there, but just a gorgeous looking book. This follows ghost hunter David Ash, and yes, it's very true. He does end up with the most bodacious of babes, does he not? But yeah, looking forward to this. Also, while we were at the Second and Charles, Vampire Stories by Women, edited by Stephen Jones. So if you're not familiar with Stephen Jones, but you're familiar with Ellen Datlow, this could be her kind of counterpart or uh, nemesis, maybe, from across the pond. Stephen Jones edits a lot of best of fiction books and he is a great editor in his own right and there are you know he said some controversial hot takes in this time so he's a really interesting man to uh, follow but yeah this has a lot of really cool authors Anne Rice, Tanith Lee, Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough, Poppy Z. Bright, Nancy Collins, Pat Cardigan, Storm Constantine, Lisa Tuttle, Ellen Kushner, Tanya Hutt, Caitlin R. Kiernan, Jen Yolen. I don't have my glasses on, so I'm having a hard time here. Nancy Kilpatrick, Gemma Files, yay. Nancy Tachek, double yay. Tina Roth, Wendy Webb, and many others introduced by Ingrid Pitt. So yeah, really looking forward to this. Fashion's change in the urbane vampire created by Byron and cemented in place by Stoker has had to move on. Are you, like me, ready for the new dusk? Very interested to get to these short stories. One last book that was picked up at Second and Charles, uh, Final Blackout by L. Ron Hubbard. I am really dicey about having L. Ron books in the house. I don't want to give any money to these people, unfortunately, right? Um, yeah, when I discovered Dianetics in the house as a kid, I threw it in the garbage and told my mother, no, 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 bad, bad. I am curious about his very old fiction, pre-Scientology fiction writing, where he got a lot of his ideas for his fictional religion. So Final Blackout is a science fiction story. And from what I understand, not very well written and kind of laughable like most of his writing. Uh, but it's a gorgeous Easton edition. And I've not been on the Easton train. I see a lot of these on the shelves of really cool readers like yourselves and I kind of want to get into it. When I was at Apport, Ben, the owner, had asked me, are you interested in Easton uh, editions because he has an edition of Rosemary's Baby there and gorgeous, really gorgeous. They create gorgeous books and this is a gorgeous book in among all of that. So it has some collector's notes about L. Ron Hubbard in it and it talks about the Eastern Press. The masterpieces of science fiction it has a little book plate for me should I choose to use it. Really just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. And I'm very interested in some of their horror lines eventually someday when I feel the need to collect books. I might have bought a lot of books talking about a lot of books and there's even more to come, but I don't consider myself necessarily a collector. Isn't it cool though? Now moving on to what I picked up at my favorite bookstore, Apport Books. And and huge shout out to Apport Books. Uh, the owner, Ben, had mentioned me in their newsletter as far as the vlog. So hello to anyone who has come, stopped by, and watched another video. 
thanks to the Apport Books newsletter. That's really cool. So yeah, Salome. I will have to do a top-down look at this wonderful little lady doing her dance of seven veils. This was quite inexpensive and it's just really gorgeous in his dust jacket. I used to have and probably still have somewhere a VHS copy of the Ken Russell film Salome's Last Dance with Imogene Malia Scott as the titular Salome and I really love that film quite a lot as far as Ken Russell movies go. So this is one of my favorite Oscar Wilde stories quite honestly. This has a copyright of 1945 illustrated so gorgeous. It will be a pleasure to flip through and read once again. I don't know if I could watch the film along with this, but gosh, it's gorgeous. And even though I have a uh, really great collected works of Oscar Wilde, this will be my go-to whenever I want to revisit Salome. And here we have the head of St. John the Baptist on a platter. Wonderful. And that was surprisingly not too expensive. Like I could have spent another hundred dollars quite easily in Apport, but yeah, a lot of this was surprisingly inexpensive. I believe that that book was $10. Altered States is the ultimate horror story. The story of one young scientist terrifying experiment to find the origins of consciousness. Altered States by Patty Chayefsky. And I've not read this in a long time. If Indeed, I did read it. My parents had two copies of this book in paperback floating around the house and no pun intended. They they really enjoyed this film as well. So yes, as did I. Uh, I'm going to watch it again after I've read this, but to see it in this like original hardcover, very, very happy to have found this book. This indeed is a book club edition from 1978. A History of Terror by Paul Newman. This is a non-fiction book, so I'm not going to dwell on it too, too much. Something has happened in the West to our sense of fear. Having dreaded devils and ghosts for years, our rationalization of the world during the Renaissance made these supernatural projections seem less likely. This illustrated social history of fear shows how the objects of our fear have changed over time. And I really enjoy this idea of the Sons of Cain by uh, Peter Vronsky. Really, I love this like journey through time to study uh, the werewolves and vampires or serial killers and madmen of our time and the sexual sadists. This will be uh, a different sort of journey, but I figure it will follow the same path nevertheless. So it's not too heavily illustrated. It's illustrated like a true crime book with a bunch of pictures in the center. And indeed, it has a photo that featured in a story in a book in a non-fiction book or depending on a fictionalized non-fiction book if you want to be like that uh chariots of the gods by eric von daniken which i went there looking for but i'll show you what i found instead the gold of the gods and the gods from outer space by eric von daniken uh i grew up with a lot of these books i'm looking for of course chariots of the gods by eric von daniken and yoga youth and reincarnation by jess stern is another book i keep my eye out for because these were books that I flipped through, read over and over. It was like they were the only books on the shelves for a certain period of my life. So I read a lot of this sort of stuff. Uh, a little Carl Sagan later on too. But yeah, Eric von Daniken, Chariots of the Gods was the first one I read. There's other UFO books too that were on these racks, but they all kind of look the same. Nothing really stood out to me. Like maybe it's the typography, maybe it's Eric Von Daniken himself. If you've heard him speak, you know what I mean? Wonderful man. 
and they've got a, a picture of chariots of the gods on the back just tantalizing me but yeah gorgeous gorgeous books i was so pleased to find these i'm not going to dig into it too too much but this is an old book that says happy birthday in it it is being bought for somebody's birthday it has illustrations by the author uh, you can feel free to guess in the comments what it is but it's you know just a gorgeous gorgeous book that i bought as a gift for my sister so i don't know if you would be able to guess what it is you can always feel free to try and guess in the comments demons five exorcists nothing a fable by william peter blatty i'd never heard of this my husband picked it up so i'll be sneaking it off of his shelf eventually to read it for myself it's just little so yeah very interesting little book not horror at all and uh non-fiction again the archaic revival speculations on psychedelic mushrooms the amazon virtual reality ufos evolution shamanism the rebirth of the goddess and the end of history by terence mckenna with a forward by tom robbins now i'm not as interested in the tom robbins but terence mckenna uh, very interesting to me. He is a since past cyber ethnopharmacologist. He did study a lot of ayahuasca and other psychedelics. And he took a lot of what he learned from the self-transforming machine elves that he met on his trips alongside his brother, actually. And they sort of divined how this related to the I Ching and how that related to our current timelines and the Mayan calendars. So really interesting stuff. And it may link into chariots of the gods if I try hard enough and believe in myself. But yeah, I'm very interested in checking out what I view as the follow-up to his book, Invisible Landscape, which I've read a couple times and really enjoy. And there's not a thinker out there quite like him. So yeah, very excited to get to the nonfiction archaic revival. What is odd to me is this book came out in 1991 and get a load of the table of contents. These are a lot of things that are really topical, especially in YouTube right now in praise of psychedelics. Even Martha Stewart is on that train. Tryptamine hallucinogens. The next chapter is alien love. New maps of hyperspace temporal resonance among ayahuascaros. Mushrooms and Evolution, New Dimensions interview, which I'm interested to read some of these interviews I never got a chance to get to because I don't have these magazines or didn't when I was younger. The Voynich Manuscript, Plan, Plant, Planet, interesting sort of play on words there, Virtual Reality and Electronic Highs. Now that we're living in this world that he, as a futurist and as Hoopy Frood, could have not quite foreseen, I'm curious to see how on the button he is if he gets talking about what I think he's talking about. Sacred plants and mystic realities. So yeah, crazy. Also, I could have found this book anywhere, but I picked it up from Apport. Nothing But Black and Teeth by Cassandra Kaw. Cassandra Kaw has another book coming out soon, uh, but I hadn't read this and it's so little. I hadn't realized how little it was. And people were really kind of 50-50 uh, or 60-40 on it. And I thought I'd read it for myself. And before we get to what I'm reading. This will be up soon as to what I'm reading. Exquisite Corpse by Poppy C. Bright. I'm on the hunt for a book about people in a relationship much like these dudes and this could have been the book but I doubt it so I need to reread it. It's been a very long time and I'm very proud now to have a first edition hardcover of Exquisite Corpse. Thank you Billy for bringing this stuff into the world. Poppy C. Bright, really really influential writing 
for me as a young girl. I wouldn't say teen, I was a little older than that, maybe in my early 20s, when I discovered Poppy C. Bright and Kathy Koja and Anne Rice together, and it was just a magical blend for me. The original Folie de in horror fiction format and considered quite extreme. Now, as far as reading lately, because I was traveling, of course, and work has been a little strange for me lately, I haven't had a lot of time for reading, but I did sink my teeth in quite deeply to where the ocean was. Nathaniel A. Giles has made a fantastic effort in this great big book of short stories. I really enjoyed Unpleasantness, his previous book. My husband now has both of these in hardcover, so I'm very, very jealous and pleased because he has two really good fans in this house alone. Uh, I really highly recommend both books, Unpleasantness and Where the Ocean Was. Unpleasantness is a little more subtle, it's shorter too, so if you're interested in just an introduction to a new author of short stories of realist horror, then definitely check this out. If you've read my work, from what I understand, we write somewhat similarly. So if you like my writing, then definitely check out Nathaniel A. Giles. And likewise, if you've already picked up Nathaniel A. Giles, because I've talked about him before, then go ahead and pick up my stuff. But yes, I digress. Where the Ocean Was is a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Every story is a realist horror story, but I feel that he's dipped a little more into this very, very stark characterization. His characters do jump off the page, but in that you know them. You don't want to meet these fantastical characters outside of reality as we know it. You've already met them. It's, that's the trick he plays, I think, that you can see yourself in these and other people because you've been here and you actually know these people. So it's very good. It's not high supernatural, but it is high strange. And these are all moments of high strangeness that could be mistaken for supernatural or moments of the supernatural that are mistaken for realist and mundane happenstance, perhaps. And just the way that he entwines people in that first story about a house that has a past. It's maybe a house with a grudge, perhaps, but it's just all of the people that have interactions with one another or this house. Fantastic. Final story too, leaves you on a bit of a down note. So if you like, maybe not, you know, it's not depression porn. It's not tragedy porn in any way, shape or form, maybe a little, but it's not like going for that. It's going for unraveling stories that you could find around any corner collected here for your convenience. So I really enjoyed the darkness, the quietness. This was a really great book for a slow read. I wouldn't say it's a slow burn, but I took my time with it. While I was on the road on vacation, I had brought along a Richard Lehman book, which is something that I think I'm going to do every time I take a road trip. I am going away to visit family shortly, so I've picked another one that you'll see in the pile soon. The Woods Are Dark, Richard Lehman. Uh, this one I picked because it was little and I had a feeling I wouldn't have a lot of time to read, but I did. I got through it, you know, and I really enjoy this story. And it was a nice break from some of the sort of teenage antics or angry young man kind of stories that I'd been getting into uh, with Richard Lehman, which we're going to get into something more in line with this, I think with the next one I read. But this is like a um, group of cannibals and killers that have been living out in the forest for generations and have other townsfolk bring them food, so to speak. So yeah, I really liked 
the woods are dark it is kind of kind of weird in that it's kind of put together piecemeal and there are like i'd said earlier pieces that uh seem to be smushed together from old manuscripts thanks to his daughter kelly i wish that they would have had more of a hand in the other special edition that i had read earlier but this was put together really really well as far as something that had to be pieced together from older manuscripts that even the man himself didn't have handy. It's something special when you're finding pages stuck together in the bottom of a box that actually finished this project. It's just such a journey that uh, Kelly Lehman went on to bring this book to us in this format. I received the debut edition of Bookworms Zine from Regina. If you haven't checked this out yet, check out Regina's Haunted Library here on YouTube or find her on Instagram and follow the breadcrumbs or the worm trail, the sticky glistening line across the floor or in the comments below to check out bookworms. There's an Instagram for that as well. So I flipped through this. I'm going to read it in earnest as well. But yeah, thank you, Regina, for sending it along. I am very, very pleased to have this in my hands and I'll be picking up the next edition as well. There's a podcast that goes along with bookworms and you can tell I just really like the name. Bookworm is something that I use over on my Patreon as well. And you can also get bookworm merch. It's unrelated in other than in name. Bookworms are bookworms and that's what we are. What I'm reading right now, and I'm almost finished it. I've, I've got like maybe 20 pages really left to go. The Paul Bearers Club by Paul Tremblay. And this is fun. It is so fun. I love the way that this is written in that I spent a lot of time in journalism school, right? And I spent a lot of time after uh, returning to journalism school as a teaching assistant and as a teacher. So I've spent a lot of time with a red pen in my hand or in my mind. Uh, this is a book that is red penned to death, no pun intended. And it is seems to be a vampire story, but not really. It's a very modern vampire story in that it's barely about a vampire at all, but it's a different sort of vampire. And whether or not it turns out to have any supernatural focus here whatsoever, for real, by the time I get to the 20 pages, I haven't quite figured out what's going on yet because either I'm very thick or this book is just very convoluted, but it is a psychic vampire. Nevertheless, who is that psychic vampire kind of remains to be seen. I think that they both are. So yeah, we're following this guy who's been in a lot of bands and had gone back to tell us all in his novel slash memoir about the girl, Mercy, who introduced him to punk rock music. And from his like liking Scorpions and Def Leppard to actually liking good music, quote unquote, good music in the form of punk rock and becoming a bit of a punk rock guy himself through his years. Uh, we go through the story of his relationship with this girl, Mercy, and it's really fun and it's really relatable. And as far as all these nostalgia trips that everyone sends one another on into the 80s, I like this one over most of them. So The Paul Bearers Club is written in a sort of linear uh, novel slash memoir that is red penned by his friend Mercy at a later date. There are full sections that are written by Mercy, and I thought when I first encountered them that I wouldn't want to go through them, that it would be like italic sections that I don't want to read, but I do look forward to them. Unlike most books written in italics or in a, like, a, like a marker kind of font like this, the font they chose is good. The red text isn't that glaring. I really like the way that she annotates 
and leaves marginalia in amongst the book really really fun setup and i i always wonder how these authors get away with having a press set this up. And then I saw that it wasn't by Quirk Books, which is one that I would think authors would get away with murder with. It's William Morrow. So they really bent over backwards to present this book in the way that the author needed it to be presented. And I really appreciate that. I like Paul Tremblay's writing. And this is to me another and way more interesting take on nostalgia and vampires, I guess. The Richard Lehman I'll be reading is a chunky one. It's one of the thickest, if not the thickest, Richard Lehman's out there island. I really enjoyed this. This was one of the first Richard Lehman books that I read and I am looking forward to reading it. I think this will be my summer getaway, right? In that tongue-in-cheek extreme horror and Richard Lehman kind of way. This will be my, my summer getaway, my beachy beach read, right? So looking forward to that and to get into a different groove of horror entirely, Bad Blood by Tobin Elliott. This is part of the Aphotic series and I'm going to be reading the entire series over the summer and more books are coming. It was a staggered release of novellas and novels and three of them are out I believe right now. Tobin's been doing signings down south in Ontario where I live and I wish I could go see him really. I can't travel too too freely this time of year. After I read some of the slimmer books and before I start Island I'm going to read Trenchmouth by Christine Morgan. This came from Mers and it is an extreme horror underwater so I'm really looking forward to it. Those are two things blended that I think it's a little bizarre too from what I understand. So I'm going to get through this as a thicker book before I get to Island but after I read some of the slimmer books that are on my pile including the one that I did pick up from the bookstore Spite House. This is a new author to me Johnny Compton and featured in a previous video as well as far as new releases go and it is a little slimmer. Some people had said they were surprised at how quick of a read it is. Some people really enjoyed it. So I really enjoyed this, this summary, the idea, the story of the house, and it did win out against a Katrina Ward book. And I really, really enjoy her writing. So that says something. Eric Ross is on the run from a mysterious past with his two daughters in tow. When he comes across a strange ad for the Mason house in Degener, Texas, Eric thinks they may have finally caught a lucky Break. The most haunted place in Texas needs a caretaker. All they need to do is stay in the house and keep a detailed record of everything that happens there, provided the house's horrors don't drive them all mad, like the caretakers before them. So some shining vibes, of course. I also get some Deadfall Hotel by Steve Rasnick 10 or 12 Nights at Rotter House by J.W. Oker. So yeah, really looking forward to this. I think I will get to it as soon as I'm finished Bad Blood by Tobin Elliott. Then I will be drowning my sorrows entirely in books. As you can tell, Bellman and Black will be wrapping up that list. Wow, that is a lot of books, a lot of books, a huge wrap up. And you know, I may have some sort of criticism like a lot of other booktubers get with how did you buy so many books or why did you buy so many books when you know you're not going to be able to read them right away or they're just going to line yourselves well maybe i'll do a little unhaul to appease that notion and maybe i will stop buying books for a little tiny while and dig into some reviews although many people don't watch reviews that's what i would like to create because i'll be reading a few more books from my shelves instead of so much shopping hauls right but either way i hope that you enjoyed the little trips here and there to some bookstores and saw a bit of a list and get a bit of a tour. If there's anything 
in this giant list that you think I ought to bump up and read right away, let me know in the comments or if there's of course stuff here that you've already read too. Whether you leave a comment or not, you can leave a like too if you just like these sorts of books as much as I do. Thank you very much for watching and have an ooky spooky day.